Welcome to the audio newsletter for the Northwestern Program in Sound Arts and Industries. I'm Brad West. Ellie Maitland has years of experience as a Chicago Foley artist, propelling a story forward through her dynamic use of sound effects. She gave a talk to our students about her career and demonstrated her favorite tricks of the trade. Listen as Sound Arts and Industries student Jeffrey Nils Gardner guides us through Ellie's view on Foley's place in audio storytelling and audio drama communities in Chicago. One of the big things about storytelling, regardless of the genre, tragic, comedic, horrific, is we are celebrating human experience and it's meant to be joyous. Ellie Maitland is a sonic storyteller. Working in Chicago as a Foley artist for both live theater and films, Ellie creates aural worlds that capture the audience and won't let them go. She's also a writer, actor, and member of Chicago's Wild Claw Theater, a company dedicated to putting horror on stage. She sat down with us to talk about being a working Foley artist and how she approaches different media in her work. I have been working in theater since my tweens, and some of the things that I really have come to appreciate more as I've seen different opportunities of using these kinds of skills is the luxury of risk that theatrical performance gives you, because it is a very different way for the audience to have a a complementary energy to the performers. We're all uh, working together for the sake of a story that we can share together when it is a stage show. The audience wants that possibility that things could go wrong, and that is part of how they appreciate when things don't go wrong. And you have to take this with a grain of salt because I am notorious for beating myself up when I don't get things 100% right. So maybe I've just decided this is how it needs to be. Maybe this is theatrical Stockholm syndrome that has taken effect. But when you see an audience recognize the relationship between a story point and the sound that is supporting it, I feel like it tickles the same part of the brain that loves puns because it is a a unity of new concepts or familiar concepts that are brought together in a wonderful new way for people that are seeing this kind of discipline for the first time. Ellie has spent countless hours devising and experimenting with Foley, throwing what she calls noise parties with countless everyday objects and specially designed tools. Optimally, the sound comes first. The goal is to make sure that the story, the the central story of the radio drama is being conveyed best it possibly can. That is step one. Once you've got that achieved, you can be a little bit more judicious about the ways that you're creating that sound based on what is going to be a compelling visual for the audience, what is going to be on brand, for want of a better way of putting it. There are questions that are going to be dependent on the scope of the show that you're a part of. Is it going to be a period piece? Which means that you would also be trying to find props that are of the period of that production. I think that the Chicago scene is special. The theater scene here is very familial, and that has merits and flaws to it, of course. 
and it's also very experimental. The fact that there is a big non-equity scene here means that this is where a lot of people are gaining experience through experimentation, figuring out what kind of artists they want to be. It's interesting the different communities that we see here and what it seems like they're using audio drama as a vehicle for. When it comes to Wild Claw, I think that it's invaluable that we're having part of an international conversation of what is scary, what is contemporary horror. And so I think that that makes the stories come first and the audience interaction with those stories come first in a way that I don't necessarily see with other communities that are also using this medium. You also see a common trend of lampshading, the idea of radio plays. There are a lot of companies that do one-off fundraisers that are uh, performed in a radio style, and sometimes they're not even using actual uh, microphones when they're performing these shows. It's more about the idea of, oh, isn't it funny that they're using this prop to make this sound, and depending on how well the space is mic'd or how small the space is, you may not actually even hear that sound. They might also have supplementing sound design on top of it, so you're still really just getting the idea of this prop and sound unity. I feel like for me that is putting this discipline more in the realm of shtick or gimmick than actually exploring the art behind it. The, the less gimmicky it is, is dependent on how much focus is used on creating the sounds in a way that is successful in their intent of moving the story forward, rather than stopping the story to be a moment about, oh, the xylophone is dancing skeleton bones, making it something that the audience can still stay in, emotionally invested in and feeds the story instead of giving the audience an opportunity for a break. But also that might depend on whether or not it's a comedic story or a horror story or a combination of both. I do like peanut butter and my chocolate. I don't want a horror story that is solely going to be like dour and stressful the entire time because I feel like that's one of the ways that your audience, speaking for myself at least, builds up a wall against what they're trying to absorb. It becomes Kind of like when people are eating spicier and spicier food because they're losing their taste for anything that doesn't hit that certain like, like threshold. I want the storytelling to be a flavor, not a dare. I want it to be pushing the boundaries of things beyond my tolerance. And so I love horror stories in particular that make me forget that they're horror because then I get emotionally invested and that's when they actually land. I feel so lucky to have had the chance to work with a multidisciplinary artist like Ellie. Her practice of combining artistic techniques leads to incredibly strong work, as anyone who has seen her perform can attest. One of the fun things, uh, one of the rewarding things that I get to do is write stories with sound in them. And I think that anyone that is curious about the relationship between storytelling and sound would benefit from figuring out what stories they're interested in telling and how sound works as a way of earning the medium of audio drama or how it informs the medium of film. 
and thinking about it as its own character. When a sound is something that one of your characters is creating in the world, how does it act, act as an extension of that person or that character and what does it mean to them? What is their relationship to that sound? And when the sound is the world affecting your characters, what is it doing and why and how? Those are very fun and interesting ways that you can make a very complete world for yourself and your story and your sounds. Anytime you can just take stock of the world around you, I think that makes you a better and more curious artist. Just sitting and listening and seeing what it is that tells you where you are and how that makes you feel. That's a good first step. You can learn more about our program through our website, sound.northwestern.edu, or by emailing sound at northwestern.edu. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the audio newsletter of Northwestern University's MA program in Sound Arts and Industries. This episode, The Joys of Audio Storytelling with Ellie Maitland, was produced and narrated by Jeffrey Nils Gardner, featuring an interview with Ellie Maitland and music by Blue Dot Sessions. Our theme is by Brendan Baker, and our podcast is produced by Brad West. Find us on the podcast app of your choice by searching Northwestern Sound to learn about how sound works at Northwestern. Northwestern.